welcome. <laughs> stop, 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 stop the track, stop the track. <laughs> Run that back. Run that back. Here we go. Second time out. <clears throat> welcome. Another live edition, edition of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I'm a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the Honorable, the Reverend Slim Rev, aka Joshua Azzy. What's good, BD? Hey, man. I'm over here trying to make it, man. Hey, this podcast is live. (laughs) If you you didn't know it before, it is live, guys. There will be no edits. Hey, man, man. there's no edits in life. There's no edits in life. You just got to rip it. You know, you just got to step out on faith. And even if your voice cracks, you have to know that the God that you serve is more than able to see you through that setback. Yeah, man. Sometimes your step back is just setting you up for a comeback, BB. Mm. How how many seconds since the podcast are we? And we are preaching, J.E. We're not even two minutes into the podcast. Hey, the Bible says be ready in season and out of season, BD. Let's go. All right. Well, we've got a great uh, episode for you guys here today. We're on fire. I'm on fire. We missed a week last week. Um, J.E. was taking a much needed and much deserved vacation. All right. Oh, yes. The hardest working man on YouTube. Yes. Um, how was the vacation, J.E.? How was the time with the family? Man, you can't replace time with family, B.D. You can't. You can't. I left my lights. I left everything here. I did. I didn't bring no work with me but my books. I just okay. worked on my books while I was out there. Man, You're but I, 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 working. I... You're not supposed to be working on vacation, J.E. Hey, man. It's writing a book, B.D. That's work. That's not work. Videos is work. Writing a book is definitely work. Well, either way, who writes the rules? Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I can count on half of a hand how many vacations I've had in my life. So that right there, I mean, two of those vacations was with my wife's family. Uh, I don't remember vacations growing up. I don't remember, you know. And so so it was a great experience, man. But I, I don't like vacations much, BD. Why is that? If I can't stay a month then why vacate? Mm. Okay. It's, it was motivating. I mean, it was definitely, you know, it's, it's that last day at the beach where that water hit my toes, man. Mm. I looked at that big body of water and said, listen, <laughs> I'll probably be back before I'm here for a long period of time, but I will be back here. Mm. And the next time it'll be on my terms. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but at the end of the day, bro, vacations was good. Um, enjoyed the family, but, it, but I was glad to get back. Because I love, I'm a worker. You know, it's hard to be a week away from producing and creating. And um, but family and those things have its time and place. And it was beautiful and amazing. Um, but it was time to get back to the money. Just joking. Okay. Get back to that purpose, man. Get back to making moves. Getting back to making things happen. So that when I get back to the beach, mm-hmm. I'm there for a long time. Mm. Okay. I respect that. I feel that. Yeah, man. Vacations. Uh, I mean, they're they're good. They're good. But I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that sometimes vacations just 
yeah, I feel you. Like sometimes like I, I, I feel a certain type of way about going to the beach and going on vacation, knowing that it's only for like four or five days. And it's like, but this yeah. isn't my real life. Like I think for a lot of people, it's like, okay, that's your time to get away and relax and stuff like that and rejuvenate. And I don't know. I haven't taken one in a few years, so maybe maybe that is true, and maybe I'm missing out on that. But it just like it doesn't make me feel relaxed. It makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, man, vacations are great, man. Um, but I, I like staycations, bro. Right. Staycations, to, man. Right. Like I'm taking a month off, and we're going out to you know the Bahamas or something like that. Like that's the kind of vacations I'm trying to take. So. Yeah, but the good thing, BD, we're young. We can actually make that happen. This is true. And my airing of grievance has something to do with that. But before I get into that, all right, if you are watching this podcast and you enjoy the content that we put out every week, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Okay. And if you are a loyal subscriber, thank you. I'm Rusty. This is why we can't miss a week. Yeah. If you are a loyal subscriber, we definitely appreciate it. Help us out. How you can help us out now? Smash that like button. Okay? Smash the like button. Hop in the comment section and comment. If you're watching live, comment live. If you're watching this later tomorrow or next week or whenever you're watching, hop in the comments. All right? Tell us what you think about the topics that we're talking about. You can recommend topics that you want us to talk about in the future. Whatever the case may be, just drop us a comment. All right? Um, other than that, J.E., you got anything you putting out this week? I know you back from vacation. I know you back on the grind. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> does the coach not? Does the coach stop, bro? He don't stop. Okay. Monday we got a video. Ten ways to keep a good name. That mm. video dropped Monday. It talks about why it's important to have a good name over riches and whatnot. And yesterday's hold on. Today's Monday too. Today's video was how to move in silence. Mm. So I have these new videos called Little Reminders. It's hard to. It's hard for an old school style preacher um, to bring things down under five minutes. But but I'm mastering that side of the craft. And so um, you'll be getting little uh, videos between three to five minutes from me. But this week's video of Tuesday was moving in silence. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about 13 signs. He's husband material. And then on Thursday, we'll be talking about uh, not standing by closed doors. And Friday is going to be talking about six signs that they are a good friend. Okay. Yep, prolific. I, I see you out here grinding. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, we here. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Um, the BNB family. We've do, doing some rebranding. All right. So our family channel is now called the BNB channel. I mean the BNB family. So check that out if you get a chance. Hit the subscribe button. Me and my wife. We dropped a video. I think Sunday talking about uh, Married at First Sight. Y'all know we watch Married at First Sight, so we break down uh, each episode. Uh, so check that out if you get the opportunity and we'll be dropping a video i think tomorrow as well so check that out the bnb family check out josh's videos with all that out of the way all right it is time to get into today's episode and we're going to start as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances all right and i don't have like a i don't have a long drawn out one today je uh you know it, life is good all right Nothing major that's really just got on my nerves. But my weekly airing of grievance today is, you know, 
it's something that I should be grateful for. I should. Okay. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it did. So my birthday was this past week, J.E. July 22nd um, was my birthday. Happy birthday, BD. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Not a problem. Um, but here's the thing, J.E. When you get north of 30 years old. Yeah. Birthdays just hit different. They don't hit the same. They don't hit the same. When you, you know, when you're five, when you're six, you know, you're excited about birthdays. I'm getting older. You know, I'm going to be able to, you know, have more, stay up later and eat the kinds of food that I want to eat and and, and do what I want to do and get a job. These are the things that we really, in our mind, wanted when we were younger, J.E. We didn't know what we was asking for. We didn't know. And, you know, and, 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 you know, those birthdays were fun because, because of that fact, it was, you know, I'm getting older I'm getting older was a great thing at that time. Um, but when you turn north of 30, see about the time you're 30, you, you probably have a job. You probably, you know, uh, have some responsibilities, either a child or, you know, you've been at your job for a while and, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you've maybe moved up in the corporate ladder a little bit. Maybe you're in a managerial position, whatever the case may be. You've got bills. You know, you may have student loans. You have responsibilities. Yeah. And furthermore. You're getting older, like it's just, you know what I mean? And it's not I mean, I'm still relatively young, but it's just like you start to think about, you know, your mortality, you know, yeah, yeah. your time, the, the, the clock is ticking. Yeah. And it just hits different. That I mean, that's all I really <clears throat> have. There's there's nothing deep. There's nothing, you know. And, you know, I mean, yes, we still celebrate birthdays. I celebrate birthdays. You know, it, you have a good time. It just hits different. I don't know. I don't know, J.E. And it's probably this may not be everybody. This is just maybe this is just B.D., but it's just different. Yeah, man, I understand, B.D. Like this year, I'll be turning 35. That's 15 years from 20 and 15 years from 50. Though that's a big number, bro. But one thing I realized was don't rush it. Enjoy the moment you are in. That's because that, that that I mean, once you start thinking about mortality, once you start thinking about death, like you have to get over that hump as quickly as possible. That's one yeah. thing I had to get over. I had to get over that. Yo, J.E., death is a part of life. And one thing I realized was, OK, if death is a part of life and I can exhibit habits that increases life, then let me live my life to the best. That's what I had to realize, man. But getting older, man, it's cool. Until you start thinking that you're 15 years from 50. And I think that's what kind of made me think a little bit like, oh, slow the brakes down, young boy. Right. It's like slow the brakes that because, next bro, birthday don't have to roll around so quick. You can man, take your time. Bro, <laughs> you remember as a young kid how slow birthdays came around? Right. You'll be waiting the whole year. Your whole life you're waiting for one birthday. It's coming around like. But it's August. It's basically August. How did like Kobe died, bro? PG, <laughs> bro. Pop Smoke, bro. Pandemics. George Floyd. NBA cancellation. Uh. NBA back. 
in six months? Bruh. Bruh, next thing, I'm like, bruh, as long as they don't be canceling yellow cake with chocolate, that's why this birthday, bro, on my way past the first half of the year, I'm mm-hmm. taking my time. Okay. Because 35, man, and to think about 15 years, it's still 15 years. It's not like it's five years from 50. But that just lets me know as a man, that's what this beach trip did for me, bro. Mm. It made me say, yo, you can't be 40-something still trying to get it. Right. And what I mean by that, use your 30s wisely, J.E. And I, yeah. no, don't get me wrong, the real estate of my 30s have been used well. But now it's time to get up to a place of generational wealth and really getting up there where I can at least enjoy my 30s with right. some with some good change in the pocket, BD. Where I can go to the beach for two months, BD. Yeah. Hey, but but getting old is great. Yeah, man. You know, you get older, you get wiser, you uh, you know, you grow more and more <clears throat> seasoned in your relationship with God. We're basically but, Lowry's um, right now, BD. You say what? We're basically Lowry's. We so seasoned right now, BD. Because mm. the way these young, these way these young generations, you know, we they need us, BD. Yeah. They we can see they other generations, they had their 30s and 40s to use up and not be needed. <laughs> then when they mm. got 50 and 60, now they were needed. Because our generation wasn't as loosey goosey. Mm. They need us now, BD. They need us now. Think about our generation, BD. We're the only generation, our age group, I'm talking about 30s year olds, are the only ones that can remember pay phones, bro. Yeah. House phones. Yeah. Hey, yo, shawty, man, you know, you mind if I reach out to you, man? What's your AOL Instant Messenger? What's your aim? Yeah. Yeah. You we had My first cell phone wasn't until I graduated high school. We had to actually spit game, you know? Bruh, that's why we're so witty, bruh. These <laughs> kids are not sharp. No, because B- BD, that's why that's that's why my, my airing of graciousness, mm. my airing of graciousness Let's do or that gratitude, today. airing of gratitude. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. I am so glad, bro. The cars that I was dealt. Mm. I'm so glad I wasn't light skinned, hazel eyes with wavy hair. I'm so glad I didn't grow up in uh, the north side of Charlotte privilege with a basketball goal in concrete. <laughs> I am so glad. I feel like you're describing someone in oh, oh, particular. Oh, I don't well, know. I'm just so glad that I grew up the way I grew up. You know why? <laughs> I had to work hard for everything. Mm. That's why I leave no scraps on the table, BD. And that's why I'm so thankful, man. Because, bruh, we had, in order for us to pull, pull, BD, we had to, we had to spit game and we wasn't the best basketball players on our teams. We wasn't the most, well, I wasn't the most attractive guy around. Right. And that's why we here BD because of the cars that I was dealt. And then life eventually dealt you later on in life. Mm. Yeah, man. They got it easy. This generation, yeah, the, the, the world as a whole. I mean, it's so easy. I, it, you know, I, 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 I lament for my children uh, that they will not have the, you know, the determination and the, the, the ability to fight through adversity that we had. You don't have Bruh. to fight through anything, and anything that, they that, want, and they can and do that, on their phone. 
That's right. And that's the unfortunate thing that I think we all have to be careful about convenience. Sometimes mm-hmm. convenience keeps us childlike, right? Because adversity builds character. And so when I see a lot of people who are younger or caught up in this generation's convenience, y'all whining about that? Y'all, I'm like, why are you whining? Let's work. Let's fight through adversity. That's why, BD, I'm not nervous about who's coming up and coming. I'm not worried about it because work ethic beats talent any day. Mm. And I think we as a whole, as a people, have to stop complaining and stop because of convenience getting comfortable. Some of the adversity that people whine about, I'm like, bro, that ain't nothing. Right. And I ain't trying to go down my soapbox, BD. I'm already <laughs> clean. I'm already took my shower for the day. No need for no soap. But I'm just telling you, man. I'm just glad that I'm I'm there's a lot to be thankful for. And 35 is a great year, BD. I'm I'm 34. Oh, I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about you, BD. I'll be 35. This is my errand of gratitude. <sighs> but <sighs> embrace your 34, bro, because my 34, hey, it, it happened on the 2020 year. And it's going by fast, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead and get into the main topic of the day. And Muff, I I see the comments. We're not attacking y'all's generation. We're giving wisdom to your generation. (laughs) We're just saying y'all got it easier. We're not saying that you got it easy. Y'all got a great y'all got great accommodations. Yeah, I mean everybody has their challenges, everybody yeah. has their struggles. Yeah. But there are some things that, you know, our generation, we we we, you know, some of the conveniences Look, that this generation you, has, we didn't necessarily uh, have. Do do you remember the library, BD? <laughs> you had to pull that thing out to look for indexes to find something? Right. We didn't have no Google. It wasn't no Google. It wasn't no computers. It was the, 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 I don't even remember what it was called. There was no GPS. There was no GPS. You had to go on MapQuest and print out the directions. And if you didn't have no printer, bruh. You was, you had to memorize it. You had to write it down. Okay. There was no, bruh, we went to a hotel and this is, this is an airing of grievance. Go ahead, BD. Hotels in 2020. There's no reason for you not to have a smart TV. All right. It I mean, you know, okay, like the budget hotels got it. Check. But if I'm paying upwards of, you know what I mean, the uh, 100 200 dollars a night, there should be a smart TV. I say that to say this. Um there was a time when there weren't smart TVs and we found out the hard way just how hard that used to be. <laughs> Me and my wife, we were like, what are we supposed to do with this? Man, oh, why we have to watch what's that? actually on TV right now? What do you mean? Yeah. Bruh, I don't know how we did it before. I used to, you know, I because I, I look at my kids and I'm like, they watch a lot of TV. I try to, you know, to prevent them from watching as much TV. And I'm like, I didn't watch that much TV when I was little. You know, I, I see why. Only thing you could watch what was is what was actually on TV. Yeah, man, you had to wait till um, was uh, slap the mama. What was that? Think TGIF. TGIF. Saturday mornings for a brief moment before mom took the TV. Yeah, and that was it. And then right after the school bus, right when you get off the school, magic school bus, wishbone, author. 
DuckTales. That was it. We had to watch Arthur. You think these kids are watching Arthur? Hey, you what? think they are going to watch Arthur a day in their life when they have YouTube at their disposal? Yeah. We man. had to watch Arthur. We had no choice. This the story, a wishbone. The wagon <laughs> of the tail. Darkwing Duck. What's other songs, man? Doug. Then well, as we got older, no wonder we was looking at cartoons at 16 and 17 years old. <laughs> Right. Watching, well, Kim Possible was my favorite show back in the day, but but anyway, probably shouldn't have said that live. Yeah, that's something you keep to yourself. Oh no, uh, even Stevens. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good programming back in the day. BD's favorite show was SpongeBob, and you kind of see where you know. Anyway, hey, look, man, SpongeBob, <laughs> bro, you should have doubled down on SpongeBob. That a SpongeBob came out, bro. <laughs> Maddie, I'm mad he came out. I mean, I'm mad that they announced that. I, I don't think that was necessary. <laughs> SpongeBob was a good show, man. It was it was funny, man. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Enough nostalgia. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into the main topic of the day, which is we're gonna be talking about five things that push men away. All right. Um yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't really have anything else to go into as far as that. We'll go ahead and jump into it. All right, number one, talking about five things that push men away. The number one thing uh, that can push a man away is to be constantly nagging and just to be generally just contentious, right? Um, nobody wants to, you know, the Bible talks about it. It is better to be on the roof of a house than to be in a house, you know, in the house with a contentious woman. And I mean, obviously it goes both ways, but today we're talking about things that can push a man away. So, you know, if you are constantly just nagging about every little thing, if you're constantly looking to, you know, start an argument or find something to be upset over, that is something that's going to push a man away. Um, you just, there has to be grace within any relationship, within the context of any relationship. You have to have grace. You have to have patience. Nobody is perfect. And I think a lot of times um, we're looking for our significant other to be this perfect, you know, ideal that we have. And especially when you get married, you're going to find out that they're not. Nobody is. Nobody's perfect. So, you have to pick your battles is basically what it comes down to. And that's something that I've learned over the course of our marriage is, you know, you have to pick your battles. You can't, you know, every little thing that your significant other does is not something that you need to bring to, you know, their attention every time they do it. So that is, you know, that's the number one thing. If you're just constantly nagging, constantly nagging, a guy doesn't want to hear that all the time. Like we don't want to hear that all the time. We know we're not perfect. Um, and, you know, and again, you have to pick your battles. Are there times when you do need to bring things to a man's attention? 100%. Like we, I know I rely on my wife, you know, to, to point things out to me that sometimes I don't recognize or don't, you know, I'm not paying attention to because I think a lot of times women are more sensitive, um, you know, to certain things, um, Whereas we sometimes aren't, we sometimes we're not paying attention to it. Sometimes we're just black and white. We're just focused on the objective. And so, yeah, 
we we need you know women to point out you know flaws to us sometimes point out some things major major you know uh, character flaws or major hey the bills need to be paid the the light the, the light they just turned the lights off can you pay the bill like for sure it, I would totally expect my wife to nag and fuss me out uh, if I didn't pay the bill but just constantly nagging over every little thing that is a major the number one thing I think that will push a man away yeah I think I think we all just have to understand patience I think we really all men and women and since we're talking about women I think I, I I'm not a woman so I'm not going to even try to even process like I am one but I just know we as men, um, typically we think three moves ahead. Typically we, we, a good man, a solid man, a responsible man is, pr- is pretty much on his job. Right. And so I think, I don't know where the nagging culture comes from or the contentiousness come from, but I think it, it uh, most of the issues that boils down to women and men is insecurities. It's almost as if that there's some, uh, need for perfection or some need for spot onness, which to the point to where I'm going to keep bugging you. I'm going to keep nagging you until I get something right. And so nagging by definition is constantly harassing someone to do something. So the question is, does, does that something need to be done right now? There always cannot be a something that must happen. And if you have that frame of mind that, that you're so, that you're micromanaging the home, then that man ain't going to want to come home. There has to be uh, um, understanding. There has to be empathy. There has to be some level of you're a human and I'm going to let you breathe in this home where grace becomes the air that you can actually breathe in and mistakes will happen. But do if you, because the more you become contentious, the more nagging you become, you will make that man feel that his misdemeanor mistake is that it, he's going to receive or feel like he's receiving maximum punishment. Because every time that you're constantly looking at the details and it has to be done now and you're not really thinking, that's why I don't plan on doing that to my kids, man. Because I understand how that was growing up as a kid where you're like, do this, do that, do this, do that. Like there has to be some level of, yo, would I like to be nagged like this? Especially when someone has given proof of growth, especially when someone is progressing, we're not talking about being on. T- and you shouldn't even be in that situation. You shouldn't even be married to a man, relationship with a man that you have to nag, that you have to be on him to do something. We're just talking about the micromanaging things of life, where this this perfectionistic ideology, where this got to be done right now, almost to the point to where it seems attention seeking. Insecurity and intention seeking. Like I just, I'm going to try to get your attention as much as possible. So let me have you around, make you do something, and harass you because maybe I don't have nothing to do with my own life. Maybe I don't really have my own goals, and maybe I just grew up in a home or a culture where that was predominant. I think that for a lot of people, a lot of people's um, uh, marital traits came from how their home was. Their mom was a nag. Their mom uh, was always, you know, whatever. But let me slide over to the contentious side. You don't want to be a woman that's always causing arguments. Like, are you looking for answers or are you looking to argue? You know, and I think men and women have to really look at themselves and ask themselves, especially women right now under this topic. We're not talking about out, out more so than men, but you have to get to a place where you say, man, why do I always want to argue? Is the reason why I always want to argue is for attention purposes? Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure that we don't get so caught up in the culture of how marriage has been portrayed Mm. 
Mm. that we start mimicking what we have seen. I mean, if you look at all the TV shows, that's all we've seen women as to be to a degree. Either a woman is just a super servant individual or a woman is always nagging and whatever. And there has been a false image of how men has been presented as a man that always sits on the couch, a man that's lazy, a man don't do anything. And then they portrayed that side and boosting the side of the woman to act as if, come on, Johnny, Johnny, come on, Jimmy, do this. And it's like we got to get to the place where we allow grace to be the atmosphere for each and every one of us to grow in realistically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I think that's a major point. And I think it's, you know, people have, especially when it comes to marriage, um, I think a lot of people don't understand or, or don't like just fully grasp the fact that that is your teammate. Right. So nobody wants that teammate who's constantly pointing out every single thing that they did wrong, like on the basketball court, you know, hey, you missed that rebound. Hey, you you were late on the pick and roll. Like nobody wants somebody constantly pointing out every single flaw that they make in a marriage, especially that's your teammate. So it's not about trying to be right. It's not about trying to win arguments. It's not trying to, you know, beat them on the scoreboard of who's doing the most right stuff and who's doing stuff wrong. Like, that's your teammate. So the, the point is, hey, if there is an issue, how can we, you know, collectively, how can we overcome this? How can we fix this? If it's something that you need to do, you know, hey, this is what needs to be done. Here's what's going to happen if it doesn't get done. You know, you know, here's the time frame in which it needs to be done. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like uh, if you want, I can knock it out. I mean, and normally that's what works for me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like sometimes my wife be wanting me to do stuff and I have, I'm dragging my feet on it. And she's like, Hey, look, I can go ahead and do it. If you want, I'll be like, nah, I got it. <laughs> because you know what I mean? Like in my heart is like, I know that's my responsibility and that's what I need to do. I just got so many other things that I'm thinking about or whatever. But as soon as she says, I'll do it, it's like, whoa, 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 no, no, let me go ahead and handle it. Yeah. So you just have to know your part and you just have to figure out what makes them tick. You know, you have to figure out a way to make it work. But constant nagging is just not the answer. Yeah. You can't spell team. You can't spell. Um, there's no I in team is what I'm trying to say. And usually insecure, selfish people want the team to be centered around them. Yeah. And that's why we all have to make sure or ladies have to make sure, since we're talking about ladies here, that you're not uh, because what they say, misery loves company. And so usually people who are controlling or nagging are miserable. So they want the man to be miserable so they can feel co company because if it's hard to see, it's hard to be happy when you don't know what happiness looks like. Right. Mm. And so what happens is you think happiness is just having someone around you or controlling and you have to understand that happiness is not spelt in perfection. You, it, there's no such thing as perfection. So if you look into, I just want my marriage to be perfect and like this, you're never going to be happy because there's nuances to everyone's marriage distinctively. Right. My marriage is not the same as BD's marriage. There's different nuances. 
And once you get into marriage as a woman, you're going to realize that you're going to have to really understand that man down to the personality trait, down to the how he moves and how he operates, how he process. Uh, is he a multitasker? Is he how does he handle um, this angle of communication? Um, did you come from a very militant, strong family? Could it be your tone? Could it be like I mean, my wife and I, we talked about that, that we both have very strong tones. Mm. strong tones. I got a Nigerian um, tone. And sometimes I remember that was in, in our, even in our own counseling session. Uh, my pastor was telling my wife that he's never met a proud, a non-proud and non-passionate Nigerian. And, but I used to get loud and my wife thought I was arguing or my wife has a teacher background. So sometimes when she talked to me, it was like a teacher. Mm -hmm. So we both had different tones and we're like, the reason for our arguments is a lack of understanding of how our tones are and how our tones are received. And that's what we have to understand, because it could be that nagging could just be your type of tone. Right. And we all just have to basically what we're saying for this point is get to know each other to such a degree that most arguments are rarely ever seen. Because y'all know each other and there's no need to nag. And when you feel yourself nagging or feeling yourself contentious, you got to ask yourself, who, where does your joy come from? Is your joy, is marriage, is marriage your idol? Is that the reason why you're unhappy? Because you thought marriage is supposed to be perfect? Because anything you idolize will, will hurt you. Pretty much what we're trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're going to go ahead and go to the second point, talking about five things that will push a man away. Number two, expecting too much too soon. So unrealistic expectations. Um, that's something that can definitely push a man away. And, you know, I uh, mentioned it in the first point, but a lot of times that is what hurts relationships. That's what hurts marriages are these unrealistic expectations, these ideals that we have going into the relationship or going into the marriage. Um, and we're holding this, this, you know, in, in, in today's case, the man, uh, to these ideals that we have. And when we find out that they are not perfect, they are human. Um, you know, we, we act accordingly, we lash out or we, we nag or whatever the case may be. You can't expect, you know, if y'all just got married, look, if you got married to that man and he had a job making $15 an hour, you can't expect him to, you know, now that we're married, oh, oh I want you to go get a, a job in upper management. Like, it don't work like that. He got to work it like he can work his way there. But, you know, these are conversations that you need to have before you get into a serious relationship, you know, where are you at, you know, in, in your uh, uh, financially, uh, what are your aspirations? What are your goals? It could be that he's really not trying to have a five bedroom brick house, 3000 square feet. He might not want all of that. So if that's not what he wants, but that's what you want, and you didn't ask those questions before you got into a relationship with him, then those expectations that you have are unrealistic. He's not going to read because he's not motivated to do that. You cannot put expectations on a man uh, early in a relationship that are unrealistic, that are, you know, far fetched. OK, you have to you know, you have to you have to be patient. There has to be room for grace. 
when when I first got married to my wife, I was not the 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 man that I am today. Like <laughs> I was still, I'm gonna be honest, I was still a boy. I probably should not have gotten married, but thank God my wife had an, uh, an incredible amount of grace and she loved me and she was patient. <laughs> and, you know, she's like three, she's four years older than me. So I was definitely not on her level of maturity, but um, I got there though. And that's the thing, like when it comes to relationship, when it comes to marriage, ideally you want to do uh you want to do the work on the front end okay you want to ask these questions and 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 eliminate as much you know um uh, opposition as possible by doing your work on the front end but regardless of how much uh background work you do regardless of how many questions you ask you still have two imperfect people coming together so you still have to have room for grace you still have to be patient you still have to love him as he grows and he matures and likewise vice versa that's marriage you guys have to love each other through their flaws you guys have to pray for each other you guys have to intercede for each other you guys have to communicate with each other and that's how you know you're able to work through those things yeah that's why i will always tell women to avoid this marry progression not potential now what does that mean a man who's all about potential is going to put you in a certain situation where you kind of be like, why am I even in a situation? But in order for a relationship or a marriage to succeed, his progression has to match your perspective. Perspective gives you the ability to see, oh, I can understand his progression. His progression doesn't mean he's just now starting and y'all just got married. We're talking about progression that is uh, that's evident that this man is endeavoring to accomplish these goals and whatever, and you see track record. But if you don't have the right type of perspective that says, you know what, I can understand um, the, the realistic time frame for this to be manifested, right? And so if your expectation is, uh, if you have a false expectation or understanding about marriage, you're going to put initial expectation on that man. So that's why we have to go to God and understand what does it even really mean to be married? What does it even mean to even or how should we perceive relationships? Because if not, <clears throat> you're going to open up this 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 um, Pandora's box and this 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 pressure on this man because you're thinking it's supposed to be this way. And the reason why I believe a lot of women are positioned in this kind of way, I won't even say a lot, but why some women are positioned this way because they wasn't able to see it in the home. Whatever is hard to do what you never seen. That's why you have to change your outlook and see things the way God wants you to see them. Just because you never seen them in your home doesn't mean that you can't really have the right perspective and outlook to make sure this in your home correctly. Right. And so when it comes to this particular issue is that you have to make sure <clears throat> me, that you're not expecting from him what God is not expecting from him. Never expect from anybody what God doesn't even expect for them. Don't expect anything from someone that you don't even expect from yourself. That's the double standard. And we have to all make sure that we're not living in a double standard world where you begin to expect from this man, but you have no evidence in your own life. That's not fair to him to expect from this man or vice versa, but for ladies particularly to expect this way of living or way of doing. If you're not, if you expect them to have a six pack and be healthy and, and wealthy and you're not contributing to health or wealth, then that's unfair pressure. And so expectations should be from scripture, not from entitlement. 
So I, I can't get mad at my wife if I if I err in scripture. She's supposed to be on me. Yo, you supposed to be operating at this level. That's what the word of God, that's what we build our lives on. But if there is some false expectation there out of left field, then, then it's coming from a place of entitlement. The goal of life is to always expect from experience or proper understanding. Any expectation, there's nothing worse than ignorance and arrogance. There is enough, there's no worse combination than ignorance and arrogance. How can you be arrogant about something that you're ignorant of? And what I'm saying is we can never speak from a place of entitlement if we do not have experience and understanding that comes from God's word. If not, that man's going to run. That man does not want to be. That's, listen, there's enough pressure as a man as it is. We don't have much room for more pressure. And so that's why it's important that we or that ladies do not come from a place of entitlement or don't come from a place of, of ignorance or come from a place of, of expecting from someone that they're not even expected from themselves. For sure. And, and that's not to mistake the fact that you are well within your rights yeah. to expect certain things. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I definitely don't want anyone to get the idea that, Oh, you're supposed to just accept any old guy nah. way. Y'all know, like we don't roll like that. Like, like J.E. said, your expectations are basically are based off of scripture. Um, and even then, you know, it's with grace now. Now, his job is to be a provider for you. So that's that's his job. You you have the right to expect that from the man that you're with. Now, if you're expecting him to go above and beyond and provide you with, you know, the 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 five story, uh, the 3000 square foot uh, house, like I was saying. Now, that's where you're getting into, you know expectations that you have that may not line up necessarily with scripture he's providing he's just not providing what you want um you know he you you absolutely uh are well within your rights to expect him to be faithful to you you're well within your rights to expect him to respect you yeah. you know what i mean so this don't mean uh oh i can't say nothing to him i'm supposed to just accept any old thing that comes like heck no mm -hmm. absolutely not but it's just the unrealistic expectations, the, the things that you may, you know, want in your heart or the things that you saw, you know, growing up in, in your parents' marriage or, or, or in books that you read that you thought was how marriage is supposed to be. And you're putting that on him. That's when it gets to be a problem. Yeah. But before we go to our next point, you know the deal. We're going to go ahead and transition from the Coach Josh page to the Good Guys page. So, uh... Basically, make sure you go to the link in the full podcast. Well, the link to the full podcast. Okay, uh, we're back. But let me go ahead and give you all the link. <laughs> you can tell, man, we cannot skip a week, bro. You're right. <laughs> we cannot skip a week, bro. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and show you guys or send you guys the link to the full podcast. So everyone who's watching uh, the Good Guys podcast on my page here on YouTube, I'm going to go ahead and post the link right now so that you all can go ahead and transition over to the good guys page. And we're going to go ahead and shut it down over here. So go ahead and head over to the good guys page right now and go ahead while you're over there. If you haven't subscribed, 
Go ahead and subscribe while you're over there. We'll love to have you a part of the Coach Josh and the Good Guys family. And then I want you to go over after this podcast to go to the B&B family and subscribe over there. And if you can, if you have eyes that can see, you can see what we're doing over here. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and um cancel uh the uh on the Coach Josh page, and we'll see you all on the Good Guys channel. All right, we are exclusively on the Good Guys channel. Come on in the room. Oh, come on. Bro, you're lagging. You're lagging. Come on. I'm, I'm sorry. I, my bad. Yeah, come on in the room. The song isn't that fast, J.E. Bro, come on in the room. Oh, come on in the room. Nah, man. We was, it was a, it was a, a, a okay. hymn. It was a hymn in the no. old Latin. You, you singing the elevation worship, uh, the elevation no, worship beady, version. Beady, beady. <laughs> I grew up in different types of churches. I started off Kojic Baptist. Okay. Yeah. That Before might be I the Kojic. The That's the Kojic <laughs> Baptist. <laughs> you over there halt in between. I don't I'm even in know the holiness. You. I'm in the you're holiness. The, <laughs> in the holiness. Yeah. You're in the holiness, bro. Yeah, you got to sing it, bro. Just anyway, point number three. Point number three, talking about five things that push men away. Not having a life of your own, not having your own goals, your own purpose, your own aspirations. All right. We talk about it all. That's the next line. I'm sorry. I got off track. Jesus is my doctor. That's the next. I got it now. Going forward, I'm singing the whole song. Woo, BD, get the song right, bro. I'm gonna get the song right. I'm gonna get the song right. All right. Um, so yeah, not having your own goals, not having your own purpose, not having your own aspirations, man. There, uh, we talk about it all the time here on the Good Guys Podcast. You have to find out what your purpose is, you have to find out what your calling, what your gift is, and you have to be operating in that. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it here there's nothing more attractive to a man or a man of God, at least than a woman who knows what her purpose is, who's walking in her purpose, who, you know what I mean? Like, you cool, you know what I mean? Like, she thinks you're cool, she thinks you're attractive, but she, she's she's got stuff going on. Like, she's got her own stuff going on. Like, you gotta you gotta find a piece of, uh, uh, of her time. You know what I mean? That's attractive yeah. to a man of God. If you don't have nothing going on, if you always available, if mm. you always trying to you just all you want to do is be involved in what I'm, you know, involved in. It's like, you know, at first that might be cool, but after a while it's going to be like, all right, you, you got something you you got anything going on on your own, like anything that I need to come to or can support or like can we work together? Like if you ain't got nothing going on, that's not going to be attractive to a man of God who's going somewhere, who's got purpose, who's got things that he's trying to accomplish. So you want somebody who can, you know, who can complement, you know, uh, your gifts and, and your your calling. You want somebody who's got their calling as well. And y'all can work together and build an empire. You don't want somebody who's just latching on for the ride. So there if you if you are not in a marriage if you are, you know, in your season of singleness, there is nothing more valuable that you than you can do than to seek God, than to find out what your gifts and what your talents are and to find out what your calling and your purpose uh, is. Um, that's going to make you attractive 
to when God does bring that person across your path, that you will catch his attention and you will have something to offer um, and y'all can build something together. Yeah, man, that ain't nothing that I, 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 I know um, not an experience, but I can, I'm so thankful that my wife wasn't as into me as I was into her. Okay. <laughs> I remember when my wife came to my Bible study and that's a, that's a message of itself. Fellas, you ain't, you ain't got a hunt for. See, 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 when it comes to, I'm going to go down this hole, this, 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 this red trail. See, fellas, hunting is, you never seen a hunter chase a deer. A hunter finds his place mm-hmm. and sits until okay. Bambi comes. So what oftentimes happen as man, you think you got to go out there and chase him with the gun. This ain't what's his name. Who was the little short cartoon guy with the gun always chasing somebody? Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. This ain't no Elmer Fudd. You find your place in God and you rest. Mm. You work, but you rest. Okay. Right? And then all you got to do, God saying, there she go. And you pull the trigger. Back to my, well, it, it was... <laughs> Metaphors. <laughs> that was, that was uh, or the trigger as it shoot your shot. You know what I'm saying? Not, oh, not, not, there not, you go. Not, shoot your not, shot. Not the uh, you know, not the cannon. You know, we ain't talking about you know. Okay. All right. Shoot your shot. You know. Mm-hmm. But remember when my wife came into the Bible study, man? It was her second time there, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot my shot. I'm ready. And um, after I got done with the mess, I tried to slide in. You know, see, I grew up in an era where you had to really spit game. You had to really think about things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, bet. Let me, should I come through the angle of how did you like the message? No, that's a bad angle. That sounds egotistical. Should I come through the angle of, you know what? Uh, what are your first time guests? Should I come through that angle? Or should I come through the angle of, let me give you a free copy of my book? <laughs> okay. So I, I came through the angle. I said, you know what? I Oh, I remember you came the first time. We didn't get a chance to really um, just say thank you for coming. <laughs> so as, as a second time guest, here's a free <laughs> copy of my book. I want every second time guest who has ever been done <laughs> no, to didn't. know if they got a book. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. I'll let they you know now. <laughs> All right, they didn't. So I gave her the book and we talked it up. And then my sisters was around. And I said, oh, um, do you mind if I get your number? You know, you know, <laughs> I thought the book was going to and she almost gave me the number. She was like, uh, not right now. Ooh. And she walked out the door and went to her car and left. Bruh, I sat in that building. The sermon was done. People left. I sat there with my sisters looking at the ceiling. And was like, I got to get her. Yeah. She got her own. It's nothing better than a woman who has her own. There's nothing worse. Oh, it was really cute, honey. My wife, oh, 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 oh. hey. That's oh, my wife. not be you know easy in the house. You know what I'm saying? It's, you see, you see, it was really cute, though. But she she knew she wanted to, she knew she wanted to give me that number, bro. <laughs> she knew. Because I was in, I was, I just came fresh off the anointing. Nah, she it, was, it wasn't strong enough to destroy that yoke. Nah, anyway, there ain't no such thing as a second time guest gift. That's what she knew. <laughs> <laughs> Who get 
a gift for the second time. Hey, <laughs> second time, Gasty boy, you tried it. He did you tried it with that one. <laughs> when it comes to spitting game, BD, not even spitting game, but spitting life, because we don't spit games around, we spit life. Mm-hmm. You got to use what's in the environment. You got to use what's around you to see if you can have what's 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 there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when I looked, I was like, you know what? Let me, should I get the book? You know what I'm saying? So, that I, but but look who's married now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you make it, if you make yourself too available, mm. he won't stay long. That's right. You got to make that man work. And if, if all you doing when he comes home from work is waiting for him to come off work, it ain't going to work, man. So there's nothing that pushes a, a, a progressive... Oh man, it's stunning out here. Huh? No, right. But what I'm trying to say is, you just got to make sure you got your own man. That is nothing more attractive than a than a woman who's about hers, man. Because w- what that does, it levels the field. Now he doesn't treat you like he can use you. He just doesn't. Man- he can't have no room to manipulate you. He has no room to control you. <clears throat> See what I'm saying? There's no room there. Right. Because he's like, yo, you, you, I can lose you in a minute because you bout something. But if you bout nothing and he's bout something, then you become a tug to what he's trying to go after. Mm. That's right. So all we're trying to say, man, is do not make marriage more than what it needs to be. That when you get there, you have nothing to offer it. Because we all can scream for, I want a man of God. I want a woman of God. I want this type of man. But before you look for or look at or pray for, look in the mirror. Be what you're asking for. And so I'm saying, and we're just saying this right here will turn a guy off and have him running away if all he comes home to or always comes around you, you twilling your thumbs. And you just, hey, what we doing? No, what were you doing? <laughs> I've got some things to work on over and here. Because you know what, what you doing? You become annoying. Because then when I'm when you're when the man is about his and you're jealous because he's he's really trying to be about his, no man got no man got time to always watch shows <clears throat> with you. No man got time to always take you out. No, man, always. You should be. There is nothing better than when me and my wife brainstorm and build. You see what I'm saying? Let me let me show you. Let me show y'all a little something. Let me show y'all a little something. This book right here. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife wrote this children's book. You see this guy right here? That's me. <laughs> you see that beautiful thing right there? That's mm. my wife. Okay. We're building a children's empire. For K to 12. When we come together and talk about stuff like this, man, it, 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 it brings life to the fact that we were destined for each other. Now she's about to write her own books and do her own thing. Like, 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 you gotta have something that is common ground. Oh, no <laughs> house is built on two different grounds. Oh, mm, mm. A house is built on common ground. And if you don't have purpose, how can y'all build anything? You're going to have a leaning tower of Pisa. That's what you're going to have. That's right. Do you want something straight up or leaning? Mm. That's real, man. That's real. Oh, we got a good question here. What happens when you're told you're too busy? It depends on what busy is. 
busy as being under Satan's yoke. Productive is about purpose. Mm-hmm. If a, a, it's easy for someone to scream busy when they got nothing. It's easy to scream busy, busy when everything's easy for you. Right. So it all depends. Now, if you're too busy and she's about hers and you're out there just too busy, then you got to think about that. But but you just got to look and say, you know what? I'm really not that busy. <laughs> if I'm a guy and there's a you know a particular um, woman that I, that I'm interested in and she's just kind, she is she's very busy. She's got things going on. I'm going to be honest, like I'm a I'm going to find a way to make that thing work. Hey, oh, so you're going to be over it over here at this time doing that. I will come there. Like, you know what I mean? Are you working at the library like we had to used to? I'll be at the library. I'll be there. Like my like my wife was I'm sorry. My wife did it right. I I hope she really writes uh, um, how she really um, got a goat to pursue her. I'm just joking. (laughs) She got how she got a how she I'm, I'm just saying, man, she did it right, man. Like she dictated my pace. I was very zealous back then, like most guys are very zealous. And I'm glad she was strong-minded and she was like, pump the brakes, young fella. But I, every everywhere she was, I was. That's it. But she wasn't everywhere I was. No. Nope. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be she looking for me. I'm hunting. Exactly. And that's where we talk about some, look, I'm sorry, but there is a difference in a lot of some of the, the very, the younger generation, these teenagers that's coming up. I don't think they take pride in hunting or understand that they are supposed to hunt. That's what we are supposed to do as men is we're supposed to hunt. So if, if, you know, if, if she's busy if she, <laughs> and she got a lot of stuff going on, Hey, where are you going to be at? You know, <laughs> I'll be there like this. And they see that gazelle. Oh, you run over there. I'm chasing. I'm running. I'm, I'm okay. chasing after you. I need a piece of your time wherever I can fit in. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get in where I where I can fit in. If he's, you know, if he's too insecure, if he don't have nothing going on, then he's probably like, oh, well, I don't feel like chasing. I mean, I don't got nothing going on. She busy. I don't got nothing going on. I'm not chasing her. Like, no. If you secure, you got your stuff going on. But you think that she's, you know, I see what she's doing over there. Like, man, that's 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 a partner right there. Like, we can build something together. I'm gonna find a way to get a piece of her time. <laughs> like that's just what it is. I'm not gonna be a creep. I'm not gonna be a stalker. But I'm mean, like, hey, is it okay if I meet you? You say you're working. You know, uh, oh, find a project. Oh, you working on something, bro? You just make up a project. Yeah, I'm working on. You know what I mean? Is she you you is she volunteering or something like Habitat for Humanity? Hey, I'm pulling up. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm nailing. My fours. I'm getting it in. I hold, you want a hammer? Okay, I hold. I hold a foot by four. I'll hold the uh, sheetrock. So it's just a matter of how bad he wants to, how bad he wants to pursue you. And I just want to answer this question right here, man. It's it's one of those questions you can't just pass up, BD. Oh, oh, sorry, Smoochie, not you. I <laughs> <laughs> love those Smoochies. Day one. Oh, day ones. We love you. We late. How can we separate our earthly father, daddy issues from our heavenly father? Might be the reason why we are so clingy and suck the life out of people, especially men. Great question. Um, you have to heal up and you have to change your perspective. Sometimes we focus on who was absent than who was present. The Bible says he's a present help in a time of trouble. 
He was always there. That's why I no longer make excuses about my dad and not having one. Those excuses, you'll never hear it come out of my mouth again because I changed and saw how God was present there. Right. So oftentimes in society, we 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 put uh, uh, what happened in our home on God and we'll be like, well, if if my dad wasn't there or if my dad was like that, then, then God is obviously like that. But as you get older, you have to get to a place where you take a good hard look at the situation of your experience and you say, God, show me how you was there for me. The fact that you are here now is the fact that God has sustained you. But oftentimes our focus is always on the hurt and not the help. God was there the whole time. The Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It's hard to see how all things worked out to good if you don't love God and if you're not about your purpose. Once you get purpose minded and you are, 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 are aware that you are on the mind of God and that you love by him, you'll begin to see beyond the bushes and see beyond the fog and clearly see how God is using this. Right now, how do you separate um, your earthly father from your heavenly father? You know what the word is? It's an F word. Forgive. I'm the love the scripture said it was good that I was afflicted because if I wasn't afflicted, I wouldn't know your statue. Jesus said one of the greatest bars of all time, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's empathy. Empathy doesn't mean that you uh, excuse what they did. Actually, you should excuse what you did so you can execute what you need to do. But you got to look at your father and say, you know what? He didn't know X, Y, and Z. He came from his background. Uh, see, I did that with my own dad. He's a Nigerian man. And, and I, when I really begin to investigate and really see, yo, if I was just like him, I probably would have the same thing. Or God removed him out of my home because if he was in my life like that, present in the home, I probably wouldn't be a preacher. I'd probably be in Nigeria building houses and hotels and making money and digging for oil. You see what I'm saying? So um, the reason why women have to heal from daddy issues, you got to heal from daddy issues and get back into focus of how you're loved by God. Now, practically, how do you do that? I want you to get a sheet of paper, Ashley, and I want you to write down all of the hurt that you experienced with your father. I want you to write it all. Because sometimes when you leave it inside, emotions just, it's just bouncing up against the walls of your heart and it's hard to really process it logically. So I need you to write down the hurts on a sheet of paper. And I want you to write down beside it, how did how is God using and how did God use this for my present good? Because when you see the good from it, it's easy for you to forgive that situation and then build the right perspective going forward where you're able to live from freedom and not from bondage. Because when you write down the facts, it will cause the feelings to subside because daddy issues is a real thing. I used to blame everything on abandonment. Then I began to realize you too grown to be uh, calling everything rooted in abandonment. You're a grown man now. It's time for you to use that for your good. Turn your mess into a message so that when your man comes around, you will be able to say, God, I may not have been here before. I didn't. I, I never saw a marriage. I, I don't know what raising kids is like, but I'm not going to be afraid to do it. I'm growing off of my faith in God. Maybe we'll do a video on that. Maybe me and BD will do a whole podcast on that. Um, and we probably will because it's, it, this time frame that I'm giving to it is not 
is not is not going to be a suffice. And so we'll do another podcast. Hopefully those little nuggets within an hour block of this podcast is a, will, will have helped you until we create a podcast where we go deeper on daddy issues. All right. We're going to go ahead and go to the next one because we are an hour in and we got to save time for the top five. Ooh, the top five sides. Ooh, probably my most favorite top five. Now, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> there's nothing like a good main dish. And we're separating food from family here, okay? So there's nothing, okay, like a good main dish. Nothing, right? Mm. But boy, when that thing is surrounded with some good sides. All right, hold that thought, Jay, because we yep. still have two more points to go. You shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, talking about things that push a man away. Uh, number four, and it kind of ties in with number three a little bit, but um, so either neediness or not needing him at all. Um, so the neediness kind of ties into the pre uh, previous point where we talked about not having a life of your own, not having your own things going on. If you don't have your own things going on, you're probably going to be overly needy. You're probably going to be clinging to him. You're probably going to be, you know, wanting his attention, wanting his time because you don't have anything else to do. Uh, on your own. You're not pursuing, you're not walking in your purpose. Um, so so we kind of covered that. Uh, what I want to talk more about on this point is, you know, sometimes you can give off the impression that you don't need the man at all. So that's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. And there's a balance. Um, one of the main things as men that we need is to be needed. It, it, you know, it's just wired in our DNA. We need to feel like we, you know, we, like we are needed. Okay. And whatever the capacity that is, obviously we have roles as dictated by the Bible to be a protector, to be a provider. So that's inside of us by God that we need to, you know, we need to provide, we need to protect so if if you're giving off the vibes that I don't need you for that, you know, it's it's something that could push a man away. Um, you know, and we talk about, you know, having your own things going on and, 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 and being able to, you know, walk in your purpose and things like that. And that's great. And you do need to do that. And you do, you know, look, it's, it's kind of nuanced. I'm going to be honest. Like you have to you know, like I'm sure Josh can attest, like your wife, you know, she had her own things going on. She kind of kept you at arm's arm's length, but she didn't just completely, you know, act like she don't need you at all or she wasn't interested at all. Otherwise, you wouldn't be married to her right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? It's nuanced. You have to you have to have your own stuff going on. You have to give off the vibe that I don't like I'm not clinging to you. I don't need you around all the time. But you know what I mean? I do have my own stuff going on. So it, there's a balance there. You can be too needy or you can be, I don't need you at all. Either one of those will push a man away. You have to kind of, I have my own stuff going on. Well, I'll give you a little bit of time here and there. That's kind of the balance that you have to achieve. Um, and that, I mean, it's, hey, Brittany did it right. My wife did the same way. Like, you know what I mean? Like she kept me at arm's distance. She wouldn't let me. I don't I can't remember how long it was before I got a kiss. So, you know. But she but at the same time, you know, she she made me feel needed. 
You know what I mean? As time went on and, and obviously now in the marriage, she makes sure that I feel needed. And you, sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have relationships where, you know, the woman makes more money than the man. Like that happens sometimes. In those situations, you still have to make him feel like he is needed. You know what I mean? Not you don't have to lie to him and, you know, just pump him up, pump his head up with lies. But you do have to, you know, hey, babe, you're important. You know what I mean? You you play a role in this house, whatever the case may be, whatever his roles are, whatever his responsibilities are within the context of y'all's relationship and y'all home. You have to make him feel important, make him feel like he's needed. And I like what y'all y'all giving some good points in the comment section. Uh, we're not talking about a man who's needy. Right. We're not talking about making a man. Uh, how am I supposed to put this? Basically making a man. Uh, well, scratch that thought, because my, my brain is at a halt right now. Basically, what I'm going to say is, is that. A man who has ability. Must use that ability or he lose his essence as a man. Like, like we, we need something to do. Right. A, a real man wants to provide. He wants to protect. You have to realize what culture is doing. Culture is trying to demasculate the man. The culture is trying to make the man not need it. Because if you remove the man, Christ Jesus, and move a, a, a man out of the home, what's going to happen to the family unit? And so what has been brought up through culture is a bunch of uh, uh, ideologies from the feministic camp that has women feel like they don't need a man or their their lack of need from a man came because they was hurt by a man. And since I was hurt by a man, then all men are going to hurt me. So I don't want to be vulnerable. And I can understand that. But forgiveness gives you the freedom to be on the right path that God wants you with the man that won't hurt you like that. And so what we are saying about men, we want to protect. We're built like 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 we want to uh, um, do something. And so if there is no room for us to do anything and you and do you are doing everything, then we're going to find someone that wants our help. Simple as that. I just look at the comments, man, because y'all got man, we got speed, bro. We got to do a live Q&A, man. Y'all got some great questions. <laughs> And one, one, one question is, how do you show that you need him in dating? What does that look like? You know, leaving that case of water right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, we're not talking. There's different state. We'll do another podcast for that. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't throw a preacher, a, 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 just a toss up ball like that. I'm hit out the park. For sure. So we'll write, let me write that down because we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, because that's a long, that's a podcast by itself. Definitely. But yeah, it, it's it's nuanced, man. It, the the psalmist Drake said it takes finesse. Takes and it finesse. does. It, it's finesse, man. It it's you know it's not black and white. Like no. yes, it, I mean I don't know. I, I can't make it sound any better than what it does. Look, you you can't be too clingy. You can't be too needy. But you can't be too but independent. You, I mean, that is, that's why you need the spirit of God. That's why you got to be in relationship with him and why you single. He's the great finesse. There you go. He finessed Satan. The spirit is the he ultimate. It. The spirit of God is the one that leads and guides you into all truth. Right now through the spirit of God, you have access to the type of mind where you able to do what Christ would do in that situation. 
There you go. So the Holy Spirit will give you perspective. You need to go talk to your wife. Go go spend time with him. Oh, just leave that right there. He'll show you. That's, That's right. the common denominator. It's the Spirit of God, man. I'm telling you, he's helped me in my marriage, man. He Without him, this marriage would not be working. And I'll take, I'll raise my hand on that. I need him. Oh, I need him. Kanye said, what do you say? Every minute, every hour, every second, every millisecond. Mm-hmm. Show me how to be this husband, yo. That's right. Show me. He's the one that brings balance. Great question. What does that balance look like before marriage? Vibing with the spirit of God. That's what that looks like. Walking with him, getting in purpose, be business partners, be a son and daughter of God. And that too would be another podcast. I'm sure y'all giving us great podcast content. We appreciate it. But just real quick, you know, dating relationships. So sometimes, you know, when you go out on a date, uh, maybe let him open the door for you. Maybe let him pull out your chair. Maybe let him, maybe let him pay for the date. You know what I mean? That that's allowing him to be a provider, right? But that doesn't mean you're always available to go on a date every single time that he wants to go on a date. That doesn't oh. mean you're available to meet up every single time that he wants to meet up. Mm-mm. That's you know what I mean. Like that's that balance. That's that finesse. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It, it can't be you know com- all completely one end of the spectrum or completely. I don't never have time for you. I don't ever, you know, have time to hang out with you. I don't need you. Like you can't do that either. You know what I mean? You have to have your own stuff going on. No, I'm not available every single time you want to hang out. But when we do hang out, you know, I know how to let you be a man. I know how to let you pay for the date. I know how to let you come pick me up at a reasonable time and tell me what time you're going to pick me up and pick me up at a reasonable time. Like that's what we're talking about. Yeah, man. You as a lady, you get to dictate that man's pace. Let him be the man within your parameters. So when you go on a date with him, just say you're only going to have an hour and 20 minutes of my time. Yeah. And like, exactly. Tia, why does it seem like people are offended? And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know what I mean? If he if that man tries to open the door for you, let him let open him. the door. Let if he him. wants to pull out your chair, let him. If he wants to pay. No, no I, I don't do that because I don't want nobody feeling like they, you know, like I owe him nothing. Like we going Dutch. Get, get like, free, let him be a chicken. man. Let him be a provider. Girl, get them free chicken tenders, girl. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not sitting there saying you 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 finesse him. If We're not talking about you use him. You don't even like him. But, man, let the man do it. There are some men who want to be chivalrous. Right. Not mischievous. That's what it is. Point number five, man, because we got a good top five. Point number five. Not believing in his dreams. Um, That's something that happens. You know, uh, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Me and my wife were watching Married at First Sight. And there was a couple where he was telling her all of his dreams and everything that he wanted to accomplish. And she's just shooting them all down. Like, you're not going to accomplish any of that. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. You're not going to have time to do that stuff. Like, I was like, yo, they're not going to make it. It's not going to work. <laughs> and come to find out they didn't. I knew it. Like, that's a wrap. Look, if a man has dreams, if a man has ambitions, if a man has goals, you don't want to just shoot him down. Now, if that man is 37 years old and he's talking about being a rap star, Look, <laughs> yeah, is that, you don't even you know what I mean? You don't even need to shoot down his dreams. Oh, yeah, mm, that's dope. Don't ever call back <laughs> like that. You don't even need to entertain that anymore. But if he has, you know, dreams, I don't even want to say necessarily realistic because you can't you shouldn't really, you know, 
just set realistic dreams that you think you can achieve. So it's okay for him to have, you know, dreams that are going to be difficult to attain. But um, you can't just shoot him down. Don't shoot down his dreams. You know what I mean? Whether or not you think that he's actually going to do it or capable of it, whatever the case may be, I would recommend don't be with somebody that you don't believe in. If you don't believe that he can achieve his dreams, maybe he's not the one that you should be with. But regardless of the situation, you got to support him, man. Show him support. Show him support. Smile and nod, if nothing else. Just, mm-hmm. oh, you going to do it, boo. Like, you know what I mean? Just that alone, whether or not he ever accomplishes it or not, he's going to be like, man, she got my back, man. She believed in me. And he'll run through a wall for you. He'll do whatever it takes to protect and provide for you. So mm-hmm. go ahead, J.D. Yo, man, make sure you with a doer, not a dreamer. For We're sure. talking about a man who only dreams. He's got you up at night on the phone talking about his dreams. No, my wife met me in the middle of my due. For sure. It wasn't a dream. She met me in the middle of my due. So then she's able to say, am I willing to do that with him? I met her in the middle of her due. Am I willing to do that with her? But if all y'all talking about is comparing dreams, then 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 what's the point? Right. And so that's why you marry progression, not potential. When you marry potential, you marry somebody's could be. Per- progression says, I see the foot to the pavement. And then as a woman, you can say, do I really want to marry a 32-year-old rapper? Do I really want to marry a guy who's who's um, a CEO of a company and he works 60 hours a day? So that's why you investigate a man's do. Right. To see if you're willing to do that with him. And he has to, and vice versa. But if you see that man doing something and you're afraid and what often happens when women shoot down dreams, certain type of women, girls who play those kind of games, they try to shoot a man's dream down for two reasons. Number one, to control him. Or number two, to keep him. Basically Mm -hmm. the same thing. I'm shooting your dreams down because I'm afraid that you may leave me. Mm. I don't want you to get too big because then you're going to be with what's her name over there and she may scoop you. That's why you got to have something of your own. So that you won't be intimidated by another man doing something. So you got your own. You can be like, oh, cool. You can do what you want to do. Because I got my own too. That doesn't mean you'd be like, oh, I got my own. You got your own. And this is invisible war. No, it's just saying, hey, I'm not going to keep you from doing what you're called to do. And that's why I never people used to text message me, uh, comment all the time. Coach, when is your wife going to do YouTube videos with you? We're not we're not called to be a YouTube couple. When she's ready, if she ever wants to, and she's already mentioned that she wants to. But it's not my job to be like, when are we going to start this this YouTube couples channel? And forcing her to do something I'm doing. God, when he puts it together, y'all naturally do what y'all supposed to do together. Simple as that. There's no need to pressure anybody or pull anybody away from their dream. Absolutely. But that's why. Go ahead, BD. I was just going to say, I I am glad that you pointed out, though, um, him telling you his dreams is great. But, yeah, there, there, there comes a time when you need to see some kind of fruit, some kind of progress. Like if he's telling you that he wants to be the CEO of a fortune 500 uh, company and he dropped out of high school, then, you know, that, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, if he's telling you that, you know, he wants to do these things, but he's not, you know, 
putting in the work. Every time you talk to him, he's playing a video game. Then he's just selling you, a, you know, he's, you know, he's selling you a dream. So, yeah, you have to listen to the spirit and you have to watch his actions. Yeah. Um, but if he, you know, if he's really, I'm talking about if he's really serious, if you see that he is passionate about it, you see that he is taking steps in that direction and he tells you, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. You want to support that. You want to support him. Yeah. And to ask, answer Beth's question real quickly, what if the man wants his own, what if the man wants his own dreams, but doesn't consider hers? Like he demands, you can leave him. Leave. You don't have to, you don't have to entertain a guy with false expectations or expectations that you don't want to equal. So what I would do if he wants seven kids and you want two, you want three, and he only wants you to be a trophy and only wants you to be whatever you don't have to. That's why you got to be secured in Christ. Security in Christ keeps you from falling stupidity. When you're secured in God and you know that you love by him, and we're going to do a video on this about God's love, man, and daddy issues and stuff. That's important. No, see, I'm confident who I am in Christ. That keeps me from being caught up in unnecessary issues. So you got to say, you know what? God got someone for me. That's what's good about that, ladies. When you know God got someone for you, you don't have to take everyone's offer. If they come to you, make an offer talking about, I want seven kids and I want you to follow my dreams. You can tell them no, <laughs> because you know, God got someone for you. Yeah. Like you, you have to look at it like this. Like, does the God that I serve mm. want me to be married with somebody for the rest of my life that, that is demanding that I have Ooh. seven kids? Not, he's not about to birth these kids. I'm going to birth them out of my yeah. body. <clears throat> The God that I serve is going to have me with somebody who's going to demand that and say it's that way or and nothing less or the highway. Listen, that's how you feel. If, if you feel <laughs> the, the God I serve is not about to have me in mm -hmm. a relationship like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. let, me tell you, let me tell you something about the God we serve. His blessings do not come with strings attached. If it's got strings attached to it, it ain't for me. They, God don't bless you with demands. No, he, he don't bless you and be like, you got to do something. Don't get me wrong. That's going to be things he's going to make you do that's uncomfortable, but not having seven kids. He's not going to put you in a situation where you know good and well, you don't want seven kids. You can't even be convinced to have seven kids. Right. All right. Well, that was enough. Uh, Y'all gave us great. And I know someone posted in the comments box. The reason why they got so many questions, because we missed the week. I, <laughs> I know, right? So we're going to we, thank y'all for the topic ideas. We will go and post your topic ideas in the yes. comments. Hey, post topic. That ideas helps us write down right now. Everything you want us to do a podcast on. We'll go back through them and, and we'll, we'll schedule them out. We will do them. We will do them. All right. Enough of that. Now it's time to get to the ratchetness. Let's get to the ratchet and silly, bruh. <laughs> Ooh, let's get to them size, BD. Today, we are talking about the top five side dishes. Top five. Talking about food. Mm. Top five side dishes. All right. There will be no slander of my sides. All right. Mm. Uh, Kimmy, I'm looking at you. <laughs> All right. Kimmy, ready. She was like, get through these. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I got a man for me. All right. All right. All right. No man away. Let's get to these five sides. Get me over here writing her jokes down, getting ready. All right. Number five. For BD. 
Is that science? <laughs> Jay, you're killing me with these pictures. Right. You said you said stuffing slash dressing. So I said, I'm going to get a man stuffing. You the gave f- me the most Caucasian uh, dish of stuffing I have yeah, ever seen in my life. I, I, you disrespected me when I saw that email come through. When I saw that email says stuffing slash dressing, I said, this man going to get a stuffing picture. <laughs> this man going to get a stuffing picture for me. You don't you ever. The most, don't you. Uh, Stove top. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because that's what you deserve. Never put dressing and stuffing in the same sentence, BD. Dressing. I ain't going to get racial with it. Okay. But y'all already know how we do our dressing. That stuff don't look like it's nothing but uh uh um uh whatever and what's that vegetable they put in there? Um that just celery like cornbread. Yeah, but it's stuffing. Dr- stuff dressing is when mama is getting that tricep workout, needing it, getting <laughs> in there, putting the hands in there, some neck bones. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Of- some yeah, some um some li- some some uh what's the um gizzards? Yeah. What y'all know about gizzards? Throw the turkey gizzards in there. Ooh. Yeah, man. Yeah, that look. I don't. I don't know what you. I don't know what that picture is. But uh, oh, my, uh my, my bad, Beth. Beth's <laughs> white. No, nope. but that's okay. my that's my number five. To be honest, it would probably be higher if it were um a more common side dish. But it normally only comes around around the holidays. So that's why it's at number five. But for me. BD, I was kind of conflicted with my list. BD, what's that? And for the, for for uh, Beth, the difference between stuffing and because she Beth says I'm white, she says I'm white. What's the difference? We got you. We'll, we'll, we'll break it down. Stuffing is stuffed in a box. Mm. Dressing is a mixture of ingredients that you put together. See, stuffing, you take it from the box, you put it in the pan, and it's done in about 20 minutes. Dressing is a two-day preparation event. Mm. Bro, there was times where I was like, Mom, I really, your foot was really in that. (laughs) Like, like you was really in that dressing, Mama. That's love. Dressing is made from love. Mm. Stuffing is made in a factory. That's right. But I was conflicted, BD. Okay. Some of these sides are really main dishes. That's why dressing and rice wasn't in my top five. They are sides, J.E. You can't eat them. That's not a main entree. BD. Some of the best main entree. They are the pippin to the main entree. Is that? See, sides. No, no, sides. No, no, no. A side. A side is Steve Kerr. A side is John Paxton. A side is Bill Lambeer. Was he on there? Uh, no, he was not. He played for the Pistons. He played for the Pistons. Who was the tall white guy? Cool coach. See, that's those are sides. Who was there? Was a Bill on that team? Bill Winnington. What, there we go. Pippen. It's not a side. That is the one that assists and supports the main support of the main. So rice and dressing is a main support. It's not a side. It's a it's a part of the main dish. No, it's not. Anyway, my number five. <laughs> my number five, BD. Mm-hmm. It's a three-way tie. 
here you go. No, no, here you got to understand. I listen, I was up for hours trying to get my top five. <laughs> Maybe 50 minutes. It wasn't hours. I don't want y'all to get the wrong, you know. But I was up at three in the morning, like, bruh, bruh, black eyed peas, butter beans, and baked beans. You can't you can't leave any of that out of the top five. Yeah, you can. No, no, bro. Have you had good butter beans, bro? Oh, I love butter beans. Bro, butter beans? Bro, 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 bro. Butter beans doesn't get the respect it deserves. Butter beans, bro? Butter I beans would eat a it. whole pan of butter beans. If I woke up and come downstairs and I see a pot of butter beans and cornbread, that right there, I'm done. That's a good meal by itself. But you can't disrespect the black eyed peas, BD. Have you had good? You don't like black eyed peas because uh-uh. you ate them from a can. Have you had real black eyed peas where they're almost mush and, and ooh, black eyed peas? And bruh, you cannot, bruh, like baked beans. See, baked beans. Do you see that picture of my baked beans, BD? Uh-huh. With that bacon in there, BD? Yeah. Come on, man. How could I leave any one of these three out of my top five, BD? The only one that I'm feeling like I probably should have. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, baked beans, I feel like maybe could have made the top five, but no. It, it, probably, it probably should have. Cause, because I'm telling you, man, come on, man. When you got what? Bake, these beans are so dangerous, BD, because you could eat a whole pot of them. Mm. The aftertaste of these beans are second to none. All right, what's your good sides, J.E.? I just don't know if they're in the top five. <clears throat> beans uh, are not I in the top five? I respect oh. all of those bean dishes, but they are honorable mentions at best. They're not honorable mentions, B.D., because, see, you grew up privileged. See, when you <laughs> grow up poor, you have to eat beans. Okay? <laughs> like, there's no other choice. <laughs> you, mama going mama gonna to get beans that's going to last a few days. See, you had an array of sides growing up. You had Greek salads. Greek salads? <laughs> Not no regular lettuce and some chopped up. You had Greek salads with the with the uh, olives and whatnot in there, bro. With the mom, it's a Greek salad. I would like a side of Greek salad, mom, and soup and crackers. I see nothing wrong with a good capricious salad. Nah, bro. We didn't know it, bro. All I had was a pot of rice, a pot of beans. <laughs> The bulk of my <laughs> life was these three beans, bruh. But you know, you, you're grown now, JE. You you no, have a good, a good paying job, you know. You don't have to eat these anymore. No, we're not talking about if I have to eat these anymore. We're talking about top five, bruh. So if you got five, you could have a, a side plate of five to any five sides, JE. You're choosing yeah, these. One beans. of these, one of these are on there. Guarantee it. Butter beans is there. Depend on what the main dish is. Baked beans is there, bro. You got a hot dog and a burger. Mm. You you not gonna have baked beans, BD? Brisket, brisket B. You brisket B. You brisket B. And you telling me you gonna put rice with brisket? You telling me you're gonna eat dressing with brisket, brisket B? What you gonna put with the brisket B? You gonna put them baked beans beside that G? You got me with that. 
Come on, Greg. You got should have made it in my top five. Greg, you can't think surface with the size, bro. You're right. It's deep. It's deeper than SBD. Mm. That's why it took me a long time, bro. Do you know how much my my um my list interchanged? Even after I do this top five, it's not solidified. Yeah, it's a tough man. I think I I, I looked at the sides in and of themselves. I didn't really Mm-mm. look at them within the context of what meal will I be eating with this. Exactly. Because there is no greater meal for me than brisket and pulled pork. So. You have to have baked beans with that. You have to have like baked beans is one of those. It's one of those exclusives. Like you can't have baked beans with every meal, right? But when it comes to specific meals, baked beans, your your taste buds start saying baked beans, baked beans. All right, everybody got jokes. What's y'all's number five side? Yeah, what's y'all right? number That's five? Because you know, BD, everybody because, got jokes. Because we hood over here, BD. You talking to a hood audience, you and your privileged list. First thing you come with is dressing. They're killing your beans, J.E., more than anybody. They're killing my beans? Yeah, they're killing your beans. Bruh, because y'all just trying to be cute because you know what these beans calls in late night. (laughs) Y'all just trying to be cute. Y'all know good and well that mama's beans, you in the kitchen. You eating those beans, pinto beans with ham hock. With Jiffy cornbread. Beanie don't know about Jiffy. But we you know about crazy. Jiffy, bro. You ain't handle no Jiffy, bro. You crazy? Okay. Uh, hash brown casserole. I've never heard of that in my now, life. Now hash brown casserole is amazing, BD. Bro, you never been to Cracker Barrel? No, I've had hash browns. Bro, go to Cracker Barrel, bro. Change your life. But it's not top five. Hash brown casserole. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had hash brown casserole outside of Golden, not Golden Corral. Outside of Cracker Barrel, but that Cracker Barrel hash brown casserole, bro. Oh, yeah, with cheese, yes. Oh, with bacon on the oh, okay. not at Cracker Barrel, but you can put your bacon on your plate in your hash browns. Dang, I'm oh, y'all done changed my life tonight. I'm gonna See, have to try that. Gotta, you gotta eat outside the box, BD. Eat outside the box. Oh, Aries. See, see, Aries, man. Yellow rice, red. Yellow beans. rice, bro. That was about to be in my top five, because but I thought rice was like a pippin to my Jordan main dish, bro. So not even in my top five. I'm not sure if I put rice in there or not. You did put rice, and I was like, BD, what are you doing? For good reason. All right, go ahead. All right. Number uh, four. Number oh, let me get my um productions. Number four for BD. <laughs> That's your this your this your guy y'all be choosing every week. This your king is this your king, bruh. You put the most dry, stale looking brown but, rice. You get nothing but carrying pictures from me, BD. <laughs> y'all, I look. I did not choose these pictures this week. All right, I was busy. I delegated the task to Josh. And he gave me the most, uh, yeah. There you yes, go. because I read his, I was about to give BD the best of me as regards to pictures. I was going to give him the best. I said, B, I'm going to do BD right this week. When <laughs> that man put stuffing first slash dressing, 
I said he get number carrying picks, bro. You can't do you can't play with this with me, BD. You can't play with size with me, BD. You're gonna get nothing but look, dried rice around. That's what that is. That's right, Michelle Miller. That rice don't even look cooked, bro. Like that yes. looked like they just poured the, the box <clears throat> into a bowl. <clears throat> yeah, that's so disrespectful, my Stephen A voice. <laughs> But I'll just uh, ignoring the picture. Okay, rice is a legendary side. It is a staple. Okay, rice and gravy, some good gravy. But I, but when have you had rice as a side, BD? That does not right in that moment support the main dish. That's what a side does, J.E. No, that is no. the definition there's of level, a side. There's levels to if sides, B.D. Nope. in the dictionary, nope. that is exactly nope. what a side is. Nope. So, so, so the noodles inside of lasagna is a side? No. It is intrinsically a part of the dish. So rice, in most cases, are intrinsically, whatever that word was, <laughs> a part. me off with big words. Oh, B.D. Oh, that's still off the trail. BD's like, we're going to throw Jay off the trail with this intrinsically. Bro, I know what intrinsically means, BD. I know what intrinsically means, bro. And, and by the fruit of your definition, that's what rice is. It is an intrinsic part. Bro, you use the L-Y, I'll use it as his main word. It is an intrinsic part. Red beans and rice. Red beans and rice. Is that a side? Is not red beans and rice for some cultures a main dish? I don't. It, it, when I go to Popeyes, it's a side. Uh, 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 shrimp fried rice, house fried rice. What's that, BD? Rice, house that, fried that's rice. That's the main rice. dish. That's the main dish. It's intrinsic. No, it's you know what? Rice is a side dish. It's not a side, bro. Okay, so you're gonna sit down and eat that bowl of rice right there as your main nope. dish? Nope. I'm exactly. going to put some sesame seed chicken on that thing and make it a dish. Rice is a part of a dish. On Thanksgiving, you have rice and gravy. Yeah. It is a side. It's sitting up under something, though. See, come on. That's what makes rice intrinsic. Rice is rarely on my plate exclusively by itself. Ray, rice is the foundation by which I build my plate. Rice is never on the side by itself. That rice is up on that fried chicken. <laughs> that rice is up on everything, bro. That rice is up under it all. It is the rock by which I build my plate on, bro. <laughs> that's why I couldn't make rice a side. I just couldn't separate it that's, in my heart. And that's why it's in my top five, because it is the rock. It is the pillar on which any good plate of food is it, it you know is founded upon <clears throat> whether it's Chinese, whether it's Japanese, whether it's soul food, it's whether it's Thanksgiving, it's side, the rice is the foundation, the rice is the cornerstone uh, uh, of which a good plate of, of food plate. is that built is. on. And that's why it's built on making it a dish. Rice, when have you ever don't trust a man, ladies, whose rice is on the side of is on his by itself. That man, don't trust that man. If that if you see that man's rice <laughs> by itself, that man don't know how to build a plate. Definitely don't know how to, he don't know how to build a home. Okay. Uh -uh. All right, Just my number four, <clears throat> bro. I'm not. I the fact that I don't have rice in my dish is the ultimate level of respect. No, no. You the refuse. Fact. You refuse to put rice in your top five 
And, and, the, and rice is the stone that the builder refused that has now become the chief cornerstone. It's number four. It belongs in the top five, J.E. All right, my number four is fries. <laughs> number four is fries. Fries should be higher, but the, 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 the three sides I have above fries, if I'm given an option, I'm taking them. That's what made fries number four for me. Fries became number four because I said, if this, if I'm looking at fries and my next top three, what am I choosing? I'm not choosing fries. Probably because fries so easily accessible. I need some Bojangles. BD, don't those fries look good, bro? I need some Bojangles, man. Those fries look so good right now. Yeah, man. Oh, my wife's watching. I got plans. <laughs> Not gonna tell you what my plans are. Just know it may have to do with this picture and it may not have to do with this picture. Golly. But I got plans. All right. Uh, that's how that, that's how good guys cheat, y'all. <laughs> I don't understand why men cheat when you got food. Just cheat with food, bro. You don't need no side chick when you got a side that goes with your chicken. Just do that. What's your number four? Y'all gotta stop with these dry concrete fries. Look, Kimmy now, Kimmy now. I ain't paying attention to Kimmy, I ain't paying attention to Kimmy, bro. <laughs> Kimmy, now we well, okay, now we, we put the rules. <laughs> we told you from the jump. We said there would be no slander, and here you are. Slander. That's the Panda Express rice. <laughs> <laughs> they have the most, they have the Chinese restaurants like that, like those whoa, high-end whoa, whoa, places. Whoa, whoa, hmm? whoa, whoa, Kimmy. Whoa, whoa. What would she say? You can do construction with those fries. Kimmy, those are Bojangles fries. All right. Now you're now you're moving into blasphemy. <laughs> now, right? now you're moving into whether you're going to go to heaven or not. <laughs> and God's like, oh, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> coach, uh, coach, coach, you told me not to emotionally eat. Nah, nah, I don't emotionally eat no more. I just have emotions in what I eat. Mm. Spaghetti and red sauce is a side. See, BD, you confusing the people, BD. Now you confusing the people. Now you got people saying spaghetti is size. You're confusing people, BD. Yeah, and maybe that's something different. Maybe it's a different culture. Maybe they call it something different. But spaghetti right, right. is an entree. It's a, it's a, and next week we'll probably do our top five dishes because I'm just ooh, on a. That's a serious list. I don't know about that. All right, um, number three. Oh, uh, number three for BD is <laughs> curly fries. It, it fr French fries. I don't know where. I don't know why you put curly fries up there. Je, are you still with us? I'm here. Okay. Push the wrong button. Um, French fries, guys. I he, you know, he gave me curly <laughs> fries. I did not specify curly fries at all. Uh, but fries. <laughs> fries is number three because fries are so accessible. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if we're just talking about, you know, taste or pound for pound, yes, there are other sides I would put probably above fries. But fries are just such an integral part of yeah. everything that, you know what I mean? You go to burger uh, to get a burger. You're getting fries with that. Okay, you get uh, you know a uh, chicken sandwich. You're getting fries. There's there's so many dishes that you're getting fries with. Any fast food dish you're getting fries. But that's so. why that's why they are low in the list, BD, because of the accessibility of them. Yeah, but I respect it as number three because mine was at number four. 
but I, but I, but I could have, I could have taken fries out. Fries really don't need to be there. They do though. I, no, 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 no. I'm not disrespecting the fries, BD. I'm not. Trust me, bro. I'm not. But when it comes to see, bro, when it comes to size, bro, like the the scarcity of the side increases its value. Does it? Yeah. Thanksgiving. It depends grab, on how you look at the list. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Are you grabbing? Are you thinking about fries? You're not thinking about fries during Thanksgiving. You know, fries don't even come to your mind during Thanksgiving. No. Okay. Maybe I looked at the list wrong. I'm looking at the list uh, as far as like if you took any of these top five away, you know, what, what are the top five? If, if you told me I could have five sides for the rest of my life, I would probably say fries because they're so uh, accessible. So, but if you asked me, Hey, you can have a, a plate of five sides right now before you die. Fries is not on that plate. Gotcha. Fries don't even belong on plates. If you eat fries on a plate, what are you doing with your life? Have you ever had fries on a plate? Oh, now we now we've had tater tots on a plate, we've had hash browns on a plate. Hmm. But have you ever had fries on? Yeah, at restaurants, and that's why those fries be nasty. They're on the plate. Hmm. True. All right, my number two. Oh, my number three. (laughs) What happened? Oh, BD. Yeah, BD from Britain, bro. He is Boris. He is branding uh, Ilders. Number three. Canned yams. Woo! Number three and number two for me is interchangeable. I'm just, like, I'm just giving y'all a disclaimer out there. Number three and my <clears> number <throat> two are interchangeable. But candid yams? At number three? I'm surprised they're that low. I don't know, BD. I said three and two are interchangeable. Okay. Candy yams could be number two because number one <clears throat> there is no one close to number one and we'll, we'll you'll know what number one is no nothing close <clears throat> that's why i said number three and number two are interchangeable based upon based upon what i need at the moment what in the world is that that is candy yams aries See? oh aries where are you from where are you from you're from buffalo or something <laughs> Canada, possibly. You see, mm. c- come on, y'all. Y'all don't. Y'all don't know how to eat. Y'all that do not. Like chicken. Where y- are y'all from? They don't bleed. They not from the south, and we're southern boys. Mm. Never had these yams. Wow. What? Wow. All right. <laughs> we've got a diverse. We've got a diverse audience. That's good. That's good. That's good. We'll take that. Good for you Bruh. guys. Candied yams, BD. I put candy and sweet potato casserole is cool, but sweet potato casserole cannot come close. It's close, but it cannot trump these yams, bro. Oh, she from New York. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. You probably never had candy yams in your life. I don't even think they have yams up there, bro. I only think I think it may take a long time to yams to get to New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, oh, Beth, Beth, we got it. We got to educate, bro. What's the difference between candy yams? Yeah, we're going to have Beth out today. What's the difference between candy yams and other yams? This picture. Mm. You see all that sugar? 
That's sugar, in case you guys didn't know. That's okay. sugar. We're talking about these candy yams are friends now. Right. They're stuck together. Yams is just all oh, they're easy to pull apart from each other. Candy yams are soft. Sweet. Yams. Go ahead, BD. Yams have uh, yams are actually healthy. All right. These yams right here, these Not candy healthy. yams, there's nothing healthy about these. Yeah, these yams got mistreated. They are drenched in uh, a butter and yeah. and sugar Ooh. and cinnamon Ooh. and maybe maybe some maybe some little apple uh apple slices. Bruh, some nobody, people no, no bro, that's you put apple slices in your yams, bro. You you privileged, bro. It's like you cook them in, J.E., so they're soft. Oh, so you can't tell. Subtle. Maybe somebody right. did that to me. I didn't even know it. Okay, I respect it. Bruh, I'm trying to tell you. So. Eddie, what? Okay, I'm going to save this. Okay, uh, Beth, we answered your question. I'm going to save this right here. I, where you at? I'm going to save this right here because of the disrespect. I'm just going <laughs> to save that right there. Let's keep going, BD, because it's not a terrible list, but it's no, 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 no. He'll, he'll, he'll get it. Eddie, okay. Eddie, Eddie will get it. The disrespect I see, the disrespect I see on that list. Why are these yams ashy? <laughs> <laughs> Why are these they ashy? Because they're good. They're for, for whatever. Exactly. <laughs> this is BD's number two. <laughs> Hey, sweet potato casserole <laughs> is a strong number two. Now that no, no, right no. there is <laughs> it's Karen's a Karen a sweet potato casserole, and it's probably still okay, but it's yeah. not. It still it's looks good. Enough. When I look at that, when I look at that, it's the presentation that makes me kind of question if she has a cat around. But at the same time, that still looks good. I'm I'm probably still smashing, but yeah, but BD sweet potato casserole is. But I grew up on yams. You grew up on this. I can tell you grew up on this. What you mean? I, you grew up on sweet potato casserole. You didn't grow yeah. up on yams. I grew up on yams. I mean, I had both, but no, 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 no. You said it. You said it too. You didn't have both. You had this most. You had this yeah. most. Yeah. I, I I didn't have this until I had my own money. No, no. Golden Corral was my first time having this. Exactly. Yeah, I know you had it because we used the only place we used to go on basketball trips. Was either Ryan's or Golden Corral. Bruh, they had sweet potato casserole. Bro, you trying to say you think rice is a great foundation? This right here is the foundation of all foundations, bro. Mm. I put I put my rice on top of this. <laughs> see, see, the Bible talks about that Christ <laughs> is the rock, and the Bible talks about the wise builder lays his foundation on the rock. So the rock's not even a foundation. The rock's the foundation to the foundation. Mm-hmm. So sweet potato, sweet, uh, what's this record? Sweet potato casserole is the rock. Rice is the foundation. You'll get them the way home. But BD, you grew up on this. I grew up on yams, bro. Hey, man. I got love for both. But right, it's number, number two. For time's for time sake, let's get up out of here. It's 11 o'clock. Got to go. All right, my number two. <clears throat> you just don't want Bojangles to close. Bojangles close at 10, bro. We in a pandemic, bro. Cool. Mashed. Now, before I say this, we're not talking <coughs> about no mashed potato. Why you cough? Why you being disrespectful? Try to hold back your slander. We're talking about chunky 
mashed potatoes. We're not talking about the, you, these mashed potatoes you can't whip. You might break your fork when you try to whip these mashed potatoes, bro. Mashed potatoes? Number two. Mm-mm. Mashed potatoes aren't even in the top five. Bro, now, now you're being disrespectful, bro. <laughs> mashed potatoes now you, that's why you a skinny bro. man. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. This is all mashed potatoes, bro. Okay? You're a sweet potato casserole. <laughs> That's what makes us different. You're sweet potatoes. I'm mashed potatoes. He <laughs> said that's Applebee's mashed potatoes. Nah, bro. I couldn't find all the all the hood pictures were blurry, y'all. I couldn't find a good picture for the mashed potatoes that I know and love. Cause ain't nobody, man, ain't nobody eating no mashed potatoes, <clears throat> bro. Because because yeah, they're eating mashed potatoes in the hood, bro. What are you talking about? I lived it. I was brought up in the hood. So I know you're outside looking in, assuming you had mashed potatoes on a regular basis. Yes. You have to understand what kind of mom I had, bro. A mama that makes dressing with with uh with uh gizzards and, and neck bones. A mama who who cut the potatoes and then mashed them herself and left chunks there, bro. I grew up on this, bro. See, my list is a representation of what I grew up on. And love to this day. To this day. You should have put KFC. KFC mashed potatoes is the nastiest. Nastiest. See, because uh, it's from a box. We talked about this, y'all. We talked about this. We tried to break this down for you. I think that's why I have a, a, a general disrespect for mashed potatoes. KFC alone, their See, mashed that's potatoes. That's your problem. Have, and I've had real, I've had real mashed potatoes. See, I have, you, you were privileged. You went to KFC after church. We went to Quincy's. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> get back. <laughs> so we went to Quincy's after church. You went to KFC. That's your problem. I was introduced to good eating at an early age. You was asking for drum legs and mashed potatoes, and you wonder why you're the man you are today with your size. <laughs> My size list is legit. Bro, you just gave going. me bad pictures. Let's keep going. You're number one BD for time. <clears throat> number one. No, Needs no introduction. I'm putting my picture. Yes, your <clears throat> picture is better. <clears throat> uh, macaroni and cheese, man. By like, far. It's not close. It's not close. And that's why, Eddie, I had to bring him to the carpet. Eddie, if you switch your number one and your number five, your list is solid. Except for potato salad. Potato salad is the nastiest, trashiest thing of all. No, 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 no. Potato salad. Good potato salad. Now everybody can do potato salad. Nah. A lot of people cannot do potato salad. That's what burnt me. I had potato salad as a young man, as a young boy. I was sick for like a day and a half. I never went back since. I don't care what everyone tries to tell me. No, try my. Nope, not trying it. If you want to have your feelings hurt, ask me to try your potato salad. I will tell you no on the spot. Aries. See, see, bro. See, you from New York. That macaroni and cheese is actually not burnt enough. Okay. It's not burnt enough. You need to have a little bit of little bit of burnt on that top layer. That's a sign of good mac and cheese. Listen. Y'all are being disrespectful. Even you, BD, uttered blasphemy out of your mouth. This is not mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is what you get in a box. That's a branding. That's a company. 
It is baked macaroni and cheese. Give it its full name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Y'all, it's not mac and cheese. You can't be lazy with this because there's nothing lazy about this. Do you know how many how many nights mom stayed up to make sure this was right? Because she knew if this came out trash, uncles, sons, mm -hmm. husbands will walk away. If you want to push a man away, make him some mac and cheese. Some bad mac and cheese. If you if you want a man to love you, like Christ loves. <laughs> you got to use this pan right here. You can't use that Karen pan. You can't use that. That's that's <laughs> you can't use that's Karen's No black home had that type of uh, fine uh, dining uh, uh, options. We had so Josh go go to go to the store and get me some um, them aluminum. <laughs> We never, we, we never cook. Oh, BD probably, but I can't even disrespect Miss Dixon. Miss Dixon's on another level. Exactly. She was the first woman. Hold on. <laughs> Don't be disrespectful, Dad. That's, that's my mom's stuff. No, it just came out wrong. You know, I be theatrical <laughs> with my stuff, bro. Remember that time I was at your dinner table, bro. I sat there amongst your family. Mm -hmm. When I put that rice and beef, well, I ain't gonna say the, I ain't gonna say beef tips. When I put that, when I put whatever your mom made in my mouth, bro, I leaned back in my chair. That was the first time I ever did the je lean back, close the eyes. I leaned back, bro. I was like, "What is this? Am I eating, bro?" <clears throat> so Eddie, bro. Potato salad. If you took potato salad out your list and added butter beans, this would have been perfect. And move macaroni and cheese number one. Collard greens ain't even in my top. Collard greens ain't even in the top five. I'm sorry. Collard yeah. greens maybe number seven, maybe number eight. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, no. Collard greens is definitely. Collard greens is an honorable mention. I, and I struggled whether or not mm -hmm. I should put it in my top five. Collard greens is good, bro, but it's not even the third best player on the plate. Thanksgiving is it the third sure. best player on the plate? It's not the third uh, best player on the plate. No, no, it's not mac the third cheese, best. Stuffing and yams. All, right, all I'm not even put. I'm not even because I don't even want that vinegar to mess up my concoction. I don't even put. I don't even put the uh, collard greens on my plate because I don't want that vinegary taste messing up with the savoriness and the cheesiness that's on my plate. Going on, what is going on? Yeah, it is cold. That's Karen's macaroni and cheese. You know Karen's macaroni and cheese is cold. Mama's macaroni and cheese, it ain't coming out the oven until it's time to be served. And it, after it has served the people, it's going back in the oven. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, y'all, that was my number one as well, mac and cheese. Absolutely. I don't care. I don't care how lactose I may be, bruh. If I see this, oh, that's that's like getting drunk. Like I could probably eat that whole pan. Man. I could eat the whole pan in about a good six hours. Because th this like this like what getting drunk is for me. I don't <laughs> mind throwing up at the toilet, like people do when they drink alcohol. I don't mind how my stomach's gonna feel. I don't care. I don't care if I'm constipated. I do not care. It's worth the wait. It's worth the risk. Bruh, do you know, do you know, 
Like, I can't be around this pan. You cannot leave me in the kitchen with this pan. Because, bruh, I, oh, man, I'm getting a good corner. Getting a good corner, BD. Uh-huh. And then I might get a like somewhere in the middle. I need that cheesy and softness of the middle. Uh. So I need a, I need a block from the middle and a block from the edge. And bruh, it's a wrap. I'm eating the soft one first because I gotta get that crunch. Like something about that texture of that of the pan, bruh. But we gotta go. We've been going for two two hours, almost two hours. Jeez, yeah, we had two hours. All right. Um, that's all we've got for today's show. We appreciate y'all for hanging out <laughs> with us. I hope it was beneficial. Hope you got something from it. Or if you just came to get your jokes off, I hope you got your jokes off. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, if you haven't done so already, okay, hit that subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button and hit the bell so that you know when we are going live. Um, smash that like button. Be sure to smash that like button. Um, help us out. And uh, yeah, you guys are here live. But if you're watching tomorrow or the next day or the day after that, hop in the comments and let us know what your top five is. And if you didn't drop your top five in the live comments, drop your top five so we can read that as well and comment accordingly. All right. Um, Other than that, I'm a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Joshua Ezzy, Slim Rev, happily married as well. BD, I gained 12 pounds. Over this vacation, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, okay, I'm coming back to Slim Rev. Okay, that's why you saw me with angles like this. <laughs> mm, working them angles, working them angles, brother. If I go like, <laughs> if I go like this, bro. All right, we gotta go. Love y'all. See y'all right. next week. Please post in the comments box topics, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. We go back and we read the comments. So drop your comments. And don't forget, we're only good because that man up there is good. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.